there. Welcome to another episode of the PlayStation Report. Coming a day early this week because I'm going to PAX tomorrow. Woo. Or the day that you're potentially he- hearing this. Uh, Tyler, what's up? How you doing? I'm all right. Same stuff. I can't believe it's Wednesday night already. Yeah, this week has kind of gone by fast. Monday, I took my cat to the vet. Yep. She got fixed. She ain't going to have no babies. Oh, Ever. Well, that's good. No babies. Yeah. Don't want them to have them babies because they'll have a lot of babies. I'll tell you what, she came home high. Her behavior has just flat out changed a little bit yeah. too because even like today, drugs have definitely worn off by now. Uh, she's been very affectionate. Yeah. She's been rubbing up on me, sleeping by my feet while I'm sitting at my desk. They usually change once they get fixed. Yeah. Um, I know my... One of my parents' cats, once they got fixed, she got real fat. Wow. Real, real big. <laughs> so, who knows? We'll it see. Doesn't happen with all cats, but sometimes they change. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, but she's doing good other other than uh, having stitches. I'm trying to stop her from running around and jumping, but, man, she's a kitten, and you yeah. can't. can't There's only so that. much you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Just got to hope that she doesn't tear the incision yep. back open. Mine was running around, jumping on couches, same day. Mm. It's just hard to stop them when they have so much energy. Mm-hmm. Cats are just stubborn. Yeah, they are. they want. <laughs> My cats are especially stubborn. They have learned that they can, if I'm not looking, steal food off my plate. Yeah. That's too much, man. Yeah, they're getting brave. Yeah, I would say. They just got a little bit of chicken. <laughs> I was I was pretty much done. It was just scraps on the bone. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so you and I had yeah. some text confusions. Oh, yes, earlier. because apparently... Do you have an iPhone? I do. It must be that. Because, it, like, yeah. iOS and Android must have different emoji APIs and... Yeah, it must be whatever thumbs up you you send. But my question for you is, am I a donut? It defaults everyone to a donut because uh, I haven't <laughs> <Okay>. changed it. <laughs> I saw that when you sent me through the picture. Yeah, because yeah, I, I don't like, really have it connected to any social media accounts, mm-hmm. so it doesn't pull in anyone's Facebook or anything like that. So yeah. I guess that's I just that the default funny. image for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was funny because you sent that through and it was just four question marks. I'm like, I thought we talked about this. When are we going to record like that? The th- that thumb up has gone through before, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah, I've yeah. gotten thumbs up from you before. Yeah, yeah. that's usually what I. So I, I don't know what's changed. Huh. That was that was bizarre. I don't remember. You know what? Android, Apple, get your shit together. Yeah, we need a we need a unified emoji platform. We do, we do. The emoji unification is important to mm-hmm. society. Yeah. So. But video games, Tyler. Yeah. There are video games that I've been playing. Have you been playing any video games? I, I heard that you and my brother were playing that Division 2. Yeah, we were. Monday night, finally played some Division with other humans. Um, it was me, your brother, and uh, Sam. We were all playing and 
I will say the Division 2 is way better when you play with friends. Like, way better. Um, only because it's... Not only is it easier, uh, it's just actually very satisfying to communicate and strategize because we got into some situations and we got into some really cool missions too um, where we were starting to actually set off combos with our different abilities so your brother or your brother has the chem launcher which is good to start a fight off but otherwise it's a little useless um, because it's good when they're all, all in a pack and then Sam had the drone and the drone had explosive rounds. So he would go send his drone out, start attacking dudes. Then your brother would shoot the chem launcher and then it would fucking really explode and send a bunch of dudes on fire. And then as they're all kind of scattering, then I would just set up my turret and it would start mowing them down. It was, it was really satisfying uh, towards the end, which was, which was uh, really good. And the way the game does scaling i think is pretty good for the most part so he your brother was at nine level nine i was at seven and then sam was at five and so basically we scaled to his level but we were still using like level seven or level five weapons so you're not as effective as you could be but you're not useless either which i think smart because then what that says is that you can play with anybody at any level it doesn't matter yeah which is great and in whatever progress we made in one of their games kind of carried over to mine at the same time so they're really they really nailed that aspect i think and that's something that's i think really well done in the game because when you play say destiny 2 if you have a very specific mission you have to do i have to make you the party leader for Mm -hmm. the most part you know so in this situation you're not really going to have to which is cool um so yeah i mean it was just good to play with with friends and we ended up getting into some really cool missions so we did the american history museum which the detail they put into this was just staggering like i actually wanted the mission to continue because it was so fucking cool we're Mm -hmm. going through uh like this vietnam area and uh all sorts of different like historical areas and aspects which was awesome and we were actually looking at the posters on the wall and they were actually like written things mm-hmm. and i yeah. don't know if they were like legitimately taken from the museum but i was like wow like someone actually produced that yeah. and took the time to put that in just to make it feel so authentic and just really well done that whole mission was really cool uh we did one where we went through the uh american airspace museum i think that's what's called or air Air and space museum that's what it is Mm -hmm. um that was pretty wicked too because uh we ended up getting into a place and finding a boss and he was like doing this like presentation up on this screen and i was like this is cool like the mission design is definitely more improved and more interesting in this game and i mean you're still just shooting dudes at the end of the day but at least the journey through them is is really exciting and the the environments are really well done so yeah we knocked a ton of stuff out got to the point where there's two entirely new settlements that we can go get so i gotta go do that um 
Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, just good progression. I think I'm up to level ten now, and uh, it's it's a fun ass game. I, I I highly recommend playing it with with uh, people because I, I played a mission right before. I played with them and it's it took me like an hour and then we played it together and it took 15 minutes you know it's just you get so overwhelmed so quickly by yourself and you have to really rely on your abilities but a lot of them are on pretty significant cooldowns depending on what they are uh, it might be like 40 seconds or something so it can get pretty tough. I mean, it's still satisfying when you finish it, but yeah, it can get it can get tough to do. But I feel like I'm actually getting somewhere with my character now too, because all my stuff is now blue. Oh, so I'm getting some decent shit, which is exciting. And I think I have unlocked the dark zone as well, because you recruit a bunch of. I think you did this in the first game. I don't remember, but you recruit a bunch of people to your base of operations and then that basically unlocks new stuff i just recruited a dark zone officer okay so i assume that means i can go in the dark zone but i was watching some people playing some high-end dark zone stuff and it seems a little broken like there's some really broken weapons uh in the game where you can literally just one-shot people in the dark zone oh great you can literally just keep running around killing everybody and taking all this shit and in just one shot you're taking them out that sucks. Mm. So it seems like there's a little bit of balancing there on the high end of stuff. But yeah, Division is going to be awesome. I think we're going to try to play more of it while y'all are packs. Oh, all right. Yeah. I see how it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, did that. Oh, uh, what else? Oh, so I did not get to play Sekiro. Okay. Because Monday night, we ended up playing The Division. I'm like, I haven't played with anybody yet, so I'll play with The Division. Because I was going to start Sekiro. I was also going to start it over the weekend. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm going to finish Kingdom Hearts 3 first. Frank? Did you not? No, I did. Okay. The last story section. So you go through all the Disney worlds, and then you're pretty much at, at the end game. Uh huh. Took me seven hours to do. What? It it is so long. It is so fucking. How much long. of that is cutscenes? I would say maybe an hour or so. Okay. M- maybe two. I don't right. know. The, I'd say in the one to two range because there is a lot of cutscenes. A lot of cutscenes. It's pretty crazy because. It, it's the game sets you up. Not too many specific spoilers here, but it sets you up with very interesting encounters. That as you have played through a lot of the games in the series, you were kind of wondering what it would be like when certain characters come back together or see each other again. Uh, and I, I think they did that really well. But man, I'm trying to think. There is one, two, four. I think there's seven boss fights at the end, seven or eight. There's a lot. And there's literally four in a row. And then there's another one. And then you're at, at end game pretty much where there is um, two more. 
So yeah, there's a ton of boss fights, and that's kind of typical of Kingdom Hearts, I think. Not that many, but typically there is a few boss fights kind of all stacked on top of each other at the end, but none of them I felt were overly hard. Uh, and that's, that's just uh, finishing this game. That's my one big takeaway is that the game's really easy and playing like kingdom hearts one and two, especially that are a lot more challenging. I just wish there was a little, little bit more there, but, uh, the final boss. Yeah. I found to be super fucking annoying. At least the first half of it. Um, because what, what, all I'll say is there's a lot of aerial combat which that's not the issue the issue is constantly flying back and forth and then an underwater section so not only does it not control you have to do a lot and you have to really focus and play differently to try to keep someone up in the air but then also if you lock on when the boss is zooming back and forth all the time your camera's just going fucking nuts and it's so hard to figure out what the hell's happening i i literally just mashed the fucking x button and watched my health bar through the whole fucking thing because i had no clue what was happening Hmm. Uh, at least in the very first section of it until you take out a few health bars i was like what is happening dude it was really bad so there's that kind of that was really annoying um in in the ending of it was pretty pretty epic um but then there's a second half to that boss fight and it's the only time in any boss fight that i died the whole game was right at the end just one of those kingdom hearts situations and it happens towards the end of the game and i think kingdom hearts 2 especially where it's just total bullshit and you have no clue how to really avoid it uh, maybe the first time through and that that's what happened to me I was like I was like pissed because I'm like how in the fuck am I supposed to get past this section uh, eventually just started doing stuff and, and figured it out but um, yeah I think it was a good ending for sure but I think what's slightly frustrating I figured they would um is leave it open for another game but they left which they there's like an after credits thing that's not what i'm little frustrated about um at all because i think it could be an interesting way for the series to go and it was also just kind of an eye-rolling thing in terms of characters to me but then there's another plot hole that they 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 resolve and then they kind of rip it back open that leaves it open and i'm like man i i haven't even waited that long for kingdom hearts 3 especially like so many people did i'm not that overly invested in this series to just go insane for kingdom hearts anything uh but i, I just thought i'm like okay it could be an interesting idea but i don't know it's a third game. People waited so long. I would feel you would want to leave it open a little bit, but tie a bow around everything. And it's so hard for me to say, to kind of talk about this without saying what it is exactly. Cause it's just kind of irked me a little bit, but yeah, this is a pretty, pretty epic thing. So one thing about kingdom hearts two that maybe isn't as impressive in 2019, but back in the day um, on PS2, 
there's this thousand heartless battle. There's literally a thousand heartless on screen that you fight. It's pretty fucking epic. They took that to a whole new level in this one, and it was awesome. It was one. Oh, of my so they saw moments. they saw a Days Gone trailer and yeah. were like, "Hey, <laughs> let's do that." Yeah, exactly. But it, honestly, it was one of my favorite moments in the game. I enjoyed the ending. Uh, I just thought it was really drawn out. Mm. Like there, there's certainly some cutscenes or some dialogue. I think they could have taken out. It still would have been just as effective and could have cut down on the time just a little bit because it felt just a little bit bloated. But overall, I think it's a good game. I definitely have soured on it as I played it a little bit um, compared to when I first started. But I do think it is a good game I can see it being like in my top 10 at the end of the year but maybe towards the bottom end mm. I'll say that so that's why I didn't play Sekiro because that took way longer than anticipated that took okay. like all the time that I had to play video games was literally dedicated to that this weekend um, so yeah I'll get into Sekiro I think that's all I played though that I can Recall, so mm. you have played some Sekiro. Yes, I have played some Sekiro, and How it's is it? fantastic. Are you getting your ass kicked? Uh, I've gotten to a point now where I am getting my ass kicked, and I, I've put the game down for a little bit now because I'm going to be going to PAX East. It's going to be like a four-day break between me playing the game now and like then, and I, I don't want to get any further than I am now because before I take a big break like that... yeah. Because I I'm I think like that game does a good job of when you get to a new thing that challenges you, it's good at uh, making sure that you're patient and you're learning things rather than trying to bullshit your way through them. Mm-hmm. And that honestly, this game is probably harder than Souls games. That's what I've heard, and that scares me a little bit. But also. <laughs> It teaches you, it's better at teaching you to be better than other Souls games are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like a game that, and I, I think people, from what I've heard, are saying it's a little bit harder than Souls games. And I'm not saying it isn't, but also I've heard you can't really play this like a Souls game. No, like you It's can't. a different way of playing, so that shift might be kind of difficult for some people to get their mind around. Yeah, and it... I think the way this game plays is very satisfying. It is actually, I think, killing things in Sekiro is more satisfying than killing things in any of the other Souls, Bloodborne games. It's based off of being in people's faces and parrying and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it's more yeah, so it's dodging. definitely about uh, learning how learning the parries, learning counters, and stuff like that. Uh, the way that the combat operates is that you are. You are whittling down this thing called uh, posture, and you're trying to break their posture and score a death blow. And most normal enemies have one death blow. Uh, Many bosses and some larger enemies have multiple death blows. Uh, So they do have, like, a vitality meter, which basically um, you can whittle that down, and that makes it easier to break their posture. But whittling, doing that alone is not going to help you kill the thing. You're going to have to parry and counter and all kinds, use all your techniques to break their posture and get that death blow. Um, so 
what surprised me most about Sekiro is the amount of stealth mm-hmm. you you can uh, you can do in it. Um, stealth is not necessarily a thing that you can get away with in Dark Souls or Bloodborne. It's it's a thing that you might get one kill out of, and then it'll trigger the whole pack. But the, uh, it, this game, Sekiro, is built around stealth. It even has like the awareness system, like the systems that you expect in a stealth game, where you like, oh, that guy's starting to see me. Uh, let's duck down into this into this brush and get into cover mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's I just feel like this is such a well put together game. And it's so satisfying to play. I I've beaten a couple bosses. Um, I I'm not gonna say their names. I guess uh, I don't know what's a spoiler in these games. I don't know. There's also another huge thing that I saw that I know is a spoiler. Yeah. And it's really cool, and I can't wait for people to see it because, it, for the most part, this game seems very grounded in a real world where you're fighting people rather mm-hmm. than monsters. Mm-hmm. Sure, there are like, there's like the occasional troll or ogre or something like that, um, and there's occasionally a dude that just he looks a lot bigger than other people. But <laughs> I don't know that that's just a good way to say, hey, this is a boss or a mini boss. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like for the most part, it's pretty grounded. I know there's that prosthetic thing that is really cool. Uh, I. I think it's I think it's really really smart that they got rid of all like the stat system the yeah. whole the whole grinding to get to build your character. It, this game isn't about building your character really. It's about learning your techniques and mastering them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's an interesting way to go mm-hmm. for from software game. It's not like like Bloodborne for example. Yeah, you got to get good at it and understand the enemies but you can grind and to make, get better yeah, and make to the make game it easier yeah. but in this game they're just like you can't really do that too much you just gotta get good at the game dude yeah just like <laughs> have some patience learn yeah. the timing of the, the animations and your parries and learn what the, the cues are for their unblockable attacks because some of them you'll have to jump dodge or uh, yeah they're the, it's it's just cool, man. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. I I can't wait for you to play because I'm interested to see how you'll like it. It's definitely different than Bloodborne. I know you liked Bloodborne, mm-hmm. uh, but this is so different, and I, I'm curious if you like this style of game. Yeah. I know I'm going to stick with it to the end. It's really just crazy. I'm definitely going to give it its fair shake, um, for sure. I'm looking forward to it. It's also got a pretty good soundtrack. It's it? yeah. It's got. I think all the Souls game kind of have a pretty cool soundtrack, especially boss music. They yeah. pretty good boss music. But yeah, I'm mm, I'm itching to play more Sekiro. But <laughs> I told myself, no, you'll come back to this. You'll learn the. There's like two paths that I can go in right now, um, and each of them has a one has a mini boss that's kind of hard and the other one's just a straight on boss that I just I I only faced once and lost um and then the mini boss goddamn it's it's a real pain in the ass some of the mm, so some of the fights are against I know I said it was grounded but some things are just large animals mm. and, all right yeah 
Hmm. It's, yeah. God. It's so good. It's just so good. It feels so good to play. Everything seems to make sense. Uh, the way, like, the systems work. It's it's well put together. I'm j- I, The only thing that I'm kind of missing is the system, like, in a Souls or Bloodborne, uh, where people leave notes for you. Uh, so there isn't yeah. necessarily that sense of community mm-hmm. building towards stuff. Um, yeah. But I'm not sure if that opens up later in the game or not. I don't. I don't know for sure. I haven't really paid attention to what other people are saying. But yeah, that that's the one thing that I feel is missing from it. Otherwise, fantastic. Right on. Um, yeah. Uh, other things I've been playing. I've been. Continuing on my F1 2018, I just, uh, I've gone all the way through Silverstone now, so I'm almost about halfway through the F1 season. Wow. Cool. Silverstone's fun. Yeah. I like that track. Just because it's, it's, uh, there's, there's this, yeah, and there's this high speed, like, weaving turn section. It's got some good speed to it, which I like. Yeah. So, how did, uh, Monaco go? Not good. Really? <laughs> I I placed outside the points, and I think that's the first time I placed outside the top ten. Oh, wow. I was like thirteenth. Uh, mm. It was bad. Yeah, it's, it's so track. it's so hard to manage tires on that track. That's mm-hmm. that was the one problem I was having is that I I was having a hard time managing tires. Yeah, that track's just so hard. <laughs> like I could put down a really fast lap on on that track, but it would burn my tires to shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the thing with with F one is managing your tires and so especially when you're trying to catch the person in front mm-hmm. of you, you know. It can be tricky. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was getting a little bit scared on Silverstone too because I I was uh I was in a pretty good position and then I noticed that the car behind me, while they were like sixteen seconds behind me, they just put on fresh tires that were like fresh soft tires and I was on old medium tires. And it was there was Damn. like oh, there was like ten laps to go and they were sixteen laps behind me and they were gaining on me a little <laughs> bit. It was man. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like F one. It's pretty cool. Yeah. When I get I did set up my desk uh on Monday. Uh I didn't set up my wheel yet. That's another thing I'm gonna do after PAX East set up my wheel because I have I have so many choices I could play F1 I could play Gran Turismo I could play Project Cars mm-hmm. I have a ton of good driving games to practice on the wheel yeah uh, other things other things I touched on FIFA a little bit just because I, I felt like it uh, but the other thing I invested time in this week is Path of Exile it finally came to PlayStation 4 on Tuesday cool uh, it seems like a pretty good port. Uh, at first, I thought uh, maybe there were some issues with it. I was getting some frames dropping, but I think it's because it's an online video game and my internet was maybe bad at the time. Uh, it was smoother again later in the afternoon for me today. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a loot-grinding game, uh, kind of like Diablo. It has some more complex systems than Diablo, but I think that makes it a richer game with a lot more depth. Uh I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm playing a 
there, so there are like multiple classes at the beginning. I'm playing the witch, and the witch has access early on to necromancer mm-hmm. type skills. So I'm just summoning zombies and skeletons and letting them do all the work. It's like the least effort <laughs> to play that game. That's so awesome. I'm just looking for good loot to pop yeah. and advancing to the next area. I, I think it's really cool. I think it's free to play. Yeah. Uh, all the microtransactions are purely cosmetic. Hmm. Um, it's not too in your face with the with the microtransactions. Um, it, yeah, I, I think if you are a fan of those Diablo style games, uh, this is definitely one to try to pick up. Yeah, did it come? There's been expansions for those games, right? Yeah, I'm not sure exactly which update it is up is current with uh, I haven't really followed the PC because it's been out on PC for a while yeah it's been out on Xbox or like their whatever their games preview I think that's what it is Um, so it's it's been there but uh, this is the first time it's on PlayStation 4 so I decided to start it up Um, a few things you'll notice when you're playing it the UI isn't as it isn't as helpful as Diablo's is. Like, there's yeah. a lot more stuff that you have to just sift through. Mm-hmm. But once you get that down, it's. I think I'm having a lot of fun with it. All right. Cool. Uh, yeah. Just that first time you open up that uh, that skill tree, that uh, that passive skill tree, and it's just like this massive like thing. It's yeah. It's it can be intimidating, but man, it's fun. Uh, but other than that, I think I'm. That's all the games I've played this week. Uh, I know we said. Wait, hold on. What do I have here? Okay, cool. Yeah. So you played Division Two. Um, yeah. How far are you into it? Oh, I mean, I'm level ten, so that's probably. F- six story missions maybe it's it's uh i forget how many hours not bad actually maybe i made eight or nine or hours so i'm into the game but i'm not into the game yet <laughs> ah. i know this new stuff is real like high-end end game stuff yeah this it's looking like uh there's yeah there's division two is has a title basin update coming very soon april 5th uh, key thing here that might uh, indicate how endgame this is uh, there is not so you can unlock world tier 5 I'm not yeah. sure what that means so that's and then there will be up to level 500 gear score yeah. you can get to so basically the end game once you hit 30 it starts to be about gear score and then there's also different tiers of depending on how high you are and in certain missions uh will bump you to the next tier so it's really some higher end stuff that you're doing so this is as high as you can go Mm. or it will be at the point because i think now you can do world tier four i believe so this isn't something you'll be getting into when it launches (laughs) no definitely not not anytime soon (laughs) Uh, but that's exciting for people who have been invested in Division through its launch. I've been hearing good things about it. I, man, I just don't know if I have time for the Division 2. Yeah. I mean, 
again, I didn't mention it, but I've been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm-hmm. I've been doing my Kingdom Hearts stuff. I've been slacking off a little bit this week, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's just the anticipation of PAX East is like, man, I don't feel like really getting into anything because I know I'll have to stop. Yeah. Um, yep. We were yeah. wondering the other night who's who's going to be our fourth person, though. Oh God! <laughs> God damn no, it. no, 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 uh, no rush. I mean, Keith's a person. Yeah, well, that's what we were wondering. We're like, will Keith get it? Will Frank get it? I don't know. Who knows? But I just don't know if I have time. Like, yeah. I want to. I want to. It's an investment. Yeah, I just I have things to do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there's other updates to other video games. One that I have played and haven't gone back to, Anthem. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an update that has legendary missions and more. It says here in the headline. So legendary missions are look like. So I'm reading here from the article here on Game Informer. Uh, legendary missions are just the critical path missions, but harder. There's okay. one one available per day, so it's like the daily heroics over mm-hmm. in Destiny. Uh, I guess you get better loot from it, possibly. That might be the only thing uh, that would entice you to do it. Uh, there are things called Elysian caches that are going to appear at the final boss of Strongholds. Um, you'll have to get an Elysian key, which are handed out for doing daily challenges. So they are definitely leaning into, hey, play this game every day. But it doesn't seem like they've added too much to actually do. No. I mean, it seems like you're running the same missions to get gear, which, fine, but aren't you kind of already doing that in the game anyways right now? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, um, so they've been tinkering around with the loot drops and all that kind of stuff, uh, trying to get the right balance there. It's just, man, they haven't done anything to excite me to get back into it, Mm -hmm. and that I'm just waiting for that thing. Yeah. Yeah, this doesn't really seem like the thing to do it. Mm. I wonder what the... Uh, retention rate on Anthem is. Dude, I don't think they'll release those numbers. No. I don't think I don't either, we'll, I don't think we'll see those numbers. Like I did th- I do think it sold well when it launched, but I just wonder how many people are playing it now. Yeah, unless something like leaks out or someone does someone does some digging, I don't think I know EA is definitely not going to show what right that is. Yeah. Um but other games getting updates. So many updates. Yeah, I decided to stack all the <laughs> updates, front load the updates here. Uh, Metro Exodus, a game that I played and liked quite a lot, is having a new game plus mode added. Uh, new trophies and achievements available now. Um, yeah, that's that's a thing. I'm not sure. Maybe I'll go back to it. I don't know. M- not now. Yeah, <laughs> not now. Yeah, but uh, this is cool for people who enjoyed that game and want to play through it again. And then Destiny Two, the Iron Banner is adding some consumables. Yeah, huh? This is strange. I I didn't really read through this beforehand. I probably should have. 
Um, so apparently this kind of stuff is going to help you boost your power level while you play Iron Banner. Yes. And I don't know. I don't know, man. This is this seems kind of weird. Yeah, so basically there's two different consumables. So there's the Iron Burden and the Wolf's Favor. So the Iron Burden will take 100 power away from you, uh, making it easier for opponents to kill you, uh, but harder for you to do the same. But if you defeat 500 opponents while under that, uh, you will get a masterworked uh, Wizened Rebuke. Um Okay, fine. Five hundred's a lot. Yeah, that's to me. Mm, that's a lot. That's a lot of Iron Banner. Like, yes, not being handicapped, <laughs> you might get like between ten and fifteen kills a game if you're doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, then the Wolf's Favor increases the power by one hundred. Uh, makes it uh, makes it a great option for players who just want to hop into the mode but aren't as hardcore about it. Wolf's Favor drops. Uh, when you complete PvE challenges throughout the game, including daily heroic missions, strikes, flashpoints, gambit, and milestones. Hmm. Okay. It seems kind of strange to me uh, that one just makes you more powerful, but the other one just takes power away from you. I don't know. I, I feel like that's a weird thing, and I also think it's weird because Iron Banner is where you go to show off how powerful you are in a competitive multiplayer space because the uh it's not really uh evened out Mm -hmm. you know if you go into crucible now you know everybody's gonna kind of be brought to the same sort of uh power level sort of feel um but not that's not the case in iron banner like your your level matters your gear matters um so it just seems like a weird way to to go about it. Yeah, I I like the idea of the challenge of dropping a hundred power from your from your character. Yeah. But to offer the power boost seems like it can really do a huge swing. Especially right. like uh, the incentive to do the uh the wolf's favor to increase your power level, I guess the only real thing you'd get from that is you'd be able to win easier. Yeah, and I guess that would boost your Iron Banner ranking. Yeah, for uh, f- uh, for that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's it's a strange choice. I wonder how it will work out. Yeah. Um, there's also going to be some changes for next season to enhancement cores. Uh, they'll just drop more often, and they're getting rid of those scrapper bounties. Okay. Uh, there will I- be bounties uh purchased from the gunsmith. Is will be that will be another avenue to get these enhancement cores, which I have noticed I am running out of. Yeah, it's good that they're changing that because I I've noticed that as well. And also, I mean, I don't think I've completed one scrapper bounty before. The only time I've done it is purely by accident mm-hmm. when it happened to be in my inventory and I did the thing. Yeah, while in the course of just playing the game. I, I, I really wonder how many people did them. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a way to get a core, but they're also just kind of lame. Yeah. So. Let your destiny update. 
for the week. Uh, later this year, there will be an update to Enter the Gungeon. Yeah. Uh, Enter the Gungeon, A Farewell to Arms. Uh, April 5th. Yep. Wow. Another April 5th thing. Um, let's see what this update does. So I have the, the final update to Enter the Gungeon. Uh, and as such... The content included carries the weight of the end of an arc, uh, which is cool. Um, This is from the PlayStation blog that we're getting. So we wanted to make sure Enter the Gungeon went out with a bang. With that in mind, we we didn't think just a new randomized Paradox character and some new guns and items were enough. Uh, since the announcement of the update, it has grown considerably in size and is now something more comparable to our first update, Supply Drop. Hmm. Um, they're adding a new, a second new character, a new variant of a powerful enemy, and a new secret floor with its very special boss. So, yeah, those, yeah, mm. new NPCs are added to the game, new items. Uh, they also said they took some uh, more time to play test this update than the last one. So it should iron out a lot more issues. Yeah, Seems there's cool. more stuff for Enter the Gungeon. That game is pretty cool. Uh, it's hard. Yeah. Uh, I, I've i had a good time with it, but these run-based games can be so brutal sometimes. Yeah. Like, you can be on a good run and then just get fucked. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I might check it out. If this yeah. is the last update and the game is in its final form. I it might. is free for everyone so that's cool, cool but I, I just think it's awesome how much they've stuck with the game so I mean it's bullets that are holding guns shooting at you yeah nothing cooler than that uh, we said we'd play Apex Legends between last time did. and didn't now happen. and it didn't happen but we do have some Apex Legends news here money they made it 92 million in its first month. Uh, this. Okay, I'm reading here from Game Informer. This makes it the most successful launch month of any free to play game in history. Wow. Wow. That's pretty. That's pretty staggering. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm excited. To, so, okay, uh, here's a comparison here. So FIFA 19, Fortnite, and Anthem have all made a hundred million dollars in the same in that same month. Total. Yeah. No. No. Each of them. Or wait. No. Hold on. Which oh no. Made a total of a hundred million. On the, it's so been, yeah, it's it, it might beaten been, out by the King of the Mountain. Might have been mm-hmm. each of them. Yeah. But. Um. Yeah. On PC, it was only beaten by a few games as well. Yeah. So ninety-two million they made on this free-to-play game. They've made a hundred million from Anthem, which is a full-priced game. Yeah. Although Anthem was Anthem did pretty good on the charts. It was it like did. up it, top. It was top-selling game of uh, February. So, but it turns out people spend money in free-to-play games. Yeah. Even when the cosmetics aren't that great. <laughs> right. Yeah, and this I wonder if any of this. 
revenue includes anything from the battle pass because it just dropped recently so yeah i don't think that might i'm not not sure if that made it in for the month mark yeah they could be making a lot more money now (laughs) yeah uh which makes you wonder what is the fate of battlefield (laughs) five because uh didn't they just yeah they just dropped firestorm yep out today or uh two days ago yeah and i didn't really i didn't play it i i kind of forgot that it was a thing and now it's out yeah uh but there's a roadmap here for 2019 um so in april there will be okay so we're now currently in what they're calling chapter three of battlefield five uh so they released Firestorm. In April, they're doing this thing called Combined Arms, which is new missions. In May, there's a new map called Mercury. And in June, there's a new mode called Outpost. And then it's Chapter 4, which they haven't really designated what time period that is, although I would assume summer. Up close and personal, new maps and modes. A new map called Marita. And a new map called Urban Combat. And then in fall is Chapter 5, which they haven't necessarily detailed as thoroughly. Cover a new theater of war. So probably Japan or Africa or Italy. Yeah, maybe. Cool. I mean, definitely sticking with the game for sure. Uh... Yeah, I just wonder how well Firestorm's going to do. We watched a trailer over the weekend when we uh, saw Us. Yes. Which was cool. Cool movie. Uh, the trailer made it seem pretty cool. Yeah. And something that I, I want to check out at some point. Uh, but, you know, it's been out for a few days. I haven't really heard too much about yeah. it. So I, I really wonder wonder on that. I don't know. It's just, it doesn't, such it doesn't a lack seem of buzz. like it's setting the world on fire. <laughs> yeah. There's just such a lack of buzz for Battlefield 5, man. And it, it's. Which I, mean, I think. It does suck, for sure. Because it seemed like a neat game. Which is why I think. Um, well, we'll get to it. Uh, for the shooter genre, it makes it interesting. Um, because we've got Wolfenstein's Young Blood, Wolfenstein Youngblood coming out. This year, and we finally have a release date and a story trailer. Uh, What was that release date? I didn't catch it. July 26th. Yes, July. Which makes me think, Doom Eternal, this fall. Yeah. Which I think will do very well. Yep. Considering that uh, Battlefield is in a sad state right now. Uh, Just not a lot of buzz about it. Yeah. Um, Call of Duty is in the hands of Infinity Ward again, who haven't done too much, haven't done great, I'll say. They've done okay with their Call of Duty. Uh, What was it? Infinite Warfare was the last one they did, uh, which was pretty cool. It was interesting and had a different structure to it. Uh, But, yeah, I'm just not sure if it's going to be the strongest year for Call of Duty. No. Especially coming off the back of Black Ops 4, which was fantastic. Yes. Uh, so I think that leaves a lot of room for Doom to uh, do very well this fall. I agree. I think Doom's a 
great game for the fall, and then there's Rage 2 in about two months. Mm-hmm. So three really exciting shooters coming from Bethesda this year, which is cool. This trailer for Wolfenstein Youngblood got me very excited because I was wondering when we would hear about that game. And, you know, Bethesda announced their E3 showcase last week, which we said yeah they'll probably talk about then they still probably will but uh then they just kind of dropped this trailer which is very cool Uh, i wonder if this is available at pax to play maybe i don't know that'd be cool we'll see but uh so this game is set in 1980 you play as bj's two daughters Mm -hmm. so it's gonna be two player that anya was pregnant with when she yes took her shirt off because it was on fire (laughs) and mowed down a nazi robot god this this trailer (laughs) has me thinking about wolfenstein 2 and just how fucking awesome that game is just how great the wolfenstein reboot has been uh since since uh, the new order came out but basically in this you're you're in france you're trying to kick out the nazis there but then you're also searching for bj blaskowitz apparently who has ran away and does not want to be found so i wonder what the story is going to be there for that and i think it sets up what could potentially be a very exciting story you know it, because wolfenstein 2's story was fantastic machine games have really stepped up their ability to tell a story in the in a game especially a game with such high octane insane action which this game seems like it's still gonna have that mm-hmm. which is awesome but now you can do it with a friend um i'm i'm just excited for the story which is just seems neat i also wonder um yeah I mean, I still think we're going to get a Wolfenstein 3 at some point um, because they left 2 on such a cliffhanger. I feel like they're going to fill in the gap there. Yeah, um, it looks like it looks like in this trailer that America is free of the Nazis, but yes. the rest of the world is still under exactly. Nazi control. Exactly. And in 2, spoilers for Wolfenstein 2, skip ahead just a little bit. Uh, but at the end of 2, you know, you kind of are starting the revolution mm-hmm. the fight back against the Nazis really so so the, the, I think three is going to be finishing that fight mm-hmm. yeah this is yeah I it's exciting I really like Wolfenstein and playing it in co-op is going to be fun agreed um okay well let's see what do we want to do next here i guess we could just this is okay so you used to be able to buy digital codes for video games in retail stores such as gamestop yep you're not going to be able to do that anymore and to my knowledge that is that the only way you can digitally gift games on playstation yes if you wanted to Yes, unless you bought somebody a PSN store card that has whatever amount on it. Which will still be available. Yeah. Hmm. It's either you bought the game physically or you got them a digital download code from GameStop that they just punch in the store and bam, there it is. Yeah. So yeah, there's really no way to gift games on PS4. But yeah, they're stopping... 
So he's going to stop selling those codes at retail. Yeah, which I don't... It is a bummer. I wish uh, they would have a system for just gifting via PSN to a PlayStation friend. Yeah. Like, that should be a system. Makes sense. Like, Xbox has it. Yeah, Steam uh, has Steam it. Steam has it, yep. It's it's not an uncommon thing to be able to gift a game to someone. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know why PlayStation doesn't have that yet. But then again, it's PSN. PSN's going to be PSN, you know? Yeah. Uh, they still can't change your fucking names. No, <laughs> you can't. Uh, the PlayStation said that as of April 1st, 2019, Sony Interactive Entertainment will no longer offer full games through SIE's Global Digital Retail Program, which I didn't even know that was a program. This decision was made in order to continue to align key businesses globally to support full games and premium editions. SIE will introduce increased denominations at select retailers, uh, DLC and add-ons, virtual currency and season passes will still be available. So, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm of two minds of it. I, I agree with you on the whole gifting thing. Um, that 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 is certainly a way to go. I'm also of the mind of, like, is it really hurting Sony that much to offer these? Like, it's just another option to sell video games. I, but then at the same time... I don't really know of anyone who's bought these. Yeah, I... You know what I mean? It's I don't either, have personal experience doing it either. Yeah, it's either you buy the game digitally through the store and you just download it right there mm -hmm. instead of buying it at a retailer and punching the code in, or you just buy it physically when you're at the retailer. Mm-hmm. The, the, these sorts of things are at a weird in-between um, that... I, I'm not. I, I wonder what the numbers are on that, on how many people buy them, and maybe that's why Sony's not doing it anymore. But uh, you know, to continue to align key businesses globally—that's a weird. Yeah, I think they really know what that means. Uh, that might mean <laughs> something with like people shifting codes to different regions with different pricing. Uh, because okay. regional prices can be kind of screwy. I know yeah. Brazil has historically had, and yeah. South America in general has historically had terrible pricing yeah. for video games. It could be one of those things where the keys are bought here, imported somewhere else, and sold at mm -hmm. a different price. And then, yeah, that I could see that. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's kind of a weird decision. It's to me, I don't know. It's a little bit unnecessary PR. It's just like, I don't know. What's the matter? But. Oh, uh, well. It's not as bad as what's happening over at EA. No. I mean, you can kind of see the trend for uh, EA going a little bit downward. Uh, but it seems to be materializing in the laying off of 300 people from its marketing operations and publishing divisions. Uh, it is key. It is uh, important to note that they are being offered severance packages and uh, they are trying to find them opportunities from within the company. But as always, uh, laying off people, being laid off changes your life in a way that you don't necessarily expect. Um, it's tough. 
and it's generally used it's generally done to satisfy investors just seeing the numbers on a spreadsheet go in the right direction yeah i i agree this is very sad they're laying off people in marketing publishing and operations uh in scaling down their presence in japan and russia Mm. those are kind of the two things there but i mean it sucks people losing their jobs always always stinks and i think ea hasn't had besides apex the greatest of times recently in terms of making the amount of money that they feel they should make and to justify some of these things so yeah there's a lot of uh, jobs being cut in the industry over the past few months. Yeah, I saw... It's kind of staggering when you think about it because, you know, oh. Telltale shutting down, Activision, Blizzard laid off a ton of people. I'm going to um, look something EA up. now. Um, it's pretty staggering how many jobs are just done. Yeah, I, I saw an interesting stat today, and I'm looking it up right now. Um... Jesus. Okay, so <laughs> approximately 1,970 workers have lost their jobs in the video game industry this year due to layoffs. Oh, holy shit. That's just crazy to me. That's sad. And, and that, that sucks that those people don't have any sort of protection or anything and I think it's good that EA is giving their severance packages and trying to find people jobs that's good stuff um, but people are still losing their jobs ultimately that's that sucks I just think it's been a big problem for the industry recently is you know you, some of these publishers are making so much money that but they also, feel they need to bring on all these people and then they just cut them and it's not necessarily about that mm. so this is from a Bloomberg article EA incorporated more than quadruple compensation for its production chief to forty-eight point four million dollars. Yeah. So That's, they're they're uh, <laughs> they quadrupled the payout to their one of their executives, and then just laid off three hundred fifty people. Yeah. Like that's that's I don't know anyone worth that much worth quadrupling your pay. At the expense of 350 yeah. people. I don't know anyone worth that. Yeah. that That's a disgusting thing. And that's kind of... That's an issue all across America. You know, with, with big companies is executive pay versus the people that are really doing the hard work. And then they just get cut whenever the fuck uh, they need to be in the company's eyes. And... But in the video game industry, it, it especially seems like a large problem. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, there was the whole thing with the Activision did the same exact thing. They they hired like a new CFO, I think it was, and he's has the potential to get all these different bonuses. Uh, he had this massive signing bonus just for joining the company, and then they lay all eight hundred people off. Like, it's just fucked up. It sucks. Yeah. Well, there's nothing we personally can do, but no, but I also and it yeah, I also wonder if you take Apex Legends out of the equation, where EA would be right now. You know, 
because that that game's making some good money for them in you know, I think that's a game that will continually make good money for them. I just wonder where, where they'll be. I mean, they have their sports games too, but um, it seems like they're not really hitting well on a lot of things. All right. Well, that's a bummer, but we have had a new thing happen this week. Yeah. A new addition to what I guess PlayStation's going to be doing from now on. Uh, so they did this thing called the State of Play on Monday, where they showed off a bunch of VR games. There's, yeah, I have a whole list of VR games here. Skyworld, Falcon Age, Ghost Drum. I guess I should read off release dates, too. Or, so Skyworld, March 26th, that's out this week. You'll probably hear us talk about it later. Falcon Age, April 9th. Ghost Giant, April 16th. Table of Tales, April 16th. Juniper and Mars, April 22nd. Everybody's Golf VR, May 21st. Wow, everybody's golf getting VR, huh? Didn't see that coming. Blood and Truth, May 28th. Looks like a horror thing. Uh, Trover Saves the Universe, May 31st. Mini Mac Mayhem, June 18th. Vacation Simulator, June 18th. Five Nights at Freddy's VR. Help Wanted. Spring 2019, so that could be pretty soon. Golem. I've actually played Golem. I played Golem at a PSX. I think it's the last PSX they did in 2017. I played Golem. Wow. Uh, That's out in spring 2019. That is the game with Marty O'Donnell. As the composer, the the Halo mm. uh, composer, uh, man, I feel like that game's been in development forever. <laughs> yeah, it seemed pretty close to complete when I played it, but then again, they only showed a small slice of that game. Uh, Luna, spring twenty nineteen, and then No Man's Sky Beyond, twenty nineteen. No Man's Sky going full VR. Yeah. That Man. game just keeps evolving. That is the perfect. And it's a free update, also. To uh, important to note, it's f- it's free. Damn. I think that could be like a serious potential, like killer app, sort of for PlayStation mm-hmm. VR, in the same way like Resident Evil Seven was, because No Man's Sky and VR, like. Man, I, I feel like that game's been perfect for VR since day one. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, that'll be a pretty stunning thing, and the fact that they've made the game so much better, and now you'll be able to do it in VR. Sweet. Um, not on this list, this list, but also coming to VR in 2019 is Marvel's Iron Man. Yeah. Which seems weird. Seems yeah. like it's just a thing to sell Iron Man. Yeah, and to sell and to get a big-name property on the PlayStation VR. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know on that one. Um, there's some other things here. Uh, there's going to be some PS4 exclusive content for Crash Team Racing. Yeah! Um, you get the retro character models, so all, all polygonal. All right. Cool. Um, what else? But is- then they also have... Um, gosh, what is... What's that game called? It was the PS2 game, the follow-up to Crash Team Racing, is going to have content in the game as well. Oh. A lot of different tracks. Um, oh, my God, I'm blanking on it. 
I rem- I remember playing it. I don't remember the name of that game. Yeah, I'm. Let me look. Was it on GameCube? I think it was. I think um, that might be where. I- it was okay. Uh, I never got into it too much because I just it didn't feel right to me. Let me look it up quick. Yeah. Uh, continuing on here with the state of play announcements. Um, we got a good look at Concrete Genie. Which is coming out this fall, I believe. Yeah, this fall. Concrete Genie's coming out. A uh, story trailer looked pretty neat. And then we got a Days Gone story trailer. That game, of course, is out next month. And then we got a look at... We got another Mortal Kombat 11 trailer where we got to take a look at some old and young versions of Mortal Kombat characters fighting each other. Yeah. Crash Nitro Kart. Crash? Yeah, okay. I, yep. Let me, yep, I remember that. I remember that box art. Yeah, right there. Yeah, so apparently that's going to have some stuff in the game too. It's cool. But what do you think of the state of play? Uh, I think it's oh, I think it's an interesting thing for them to be doing. Um, uh, of course definitely following in the footsteps of the other two platform holders uh of course there's been inside xbox and there's of course been nintendo directs yeah uh so i guess it makes sense for playstation to do something like this yeah i mean but i wish they would um i wish they would do what nintendo has done recently and manage expectations i think that is the one big takeaway that um, Sony will definitely uh, improve on with this in that you know if you go on the YouTube for this people are not very happy and I think because they did not set those expectations very well at all this was mostly about PlayStation VR which I think this is a great avenue to announce PlayStation VR games um, but they didn't they, all they said was it's a live stream. We're going to have new announcements about pl- and updates for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation VR games. Of course, everybody's going to go fucking nuts about, are they going to show any of these first-party games? Are we going to get release dates for any of them? And we didn't. And Well, I think... But it, they, they should have got out there and said that. People thinking that are like... I, I don't know how you think that. And with the knowledge that they aren't going to be at E3, like if they had things to announce on that scale, they'd be at E3. Yeah. And they said that they're going to be quiet this year and (laughs) this, you know, yeah, they announced some cool stuff here, but this also proves that, yeah, they're still going to be very quiet this year and they don't have a ton of stuff to show off, you know, but I also think if they would have just got out there and said, none of these big three games are going to be here. Um, we're not announcing anything overly huge. Um, you know, it's focused on some different things. I think that could have set the expectations a lot better where people weren't weren't uh, ready for that. Also, it doesn't help that, you know, Sony has had some really hype and incredible conferences and, in, in, you know, announcements when they do this sort of stuff. So many years Um this generation that I feel like that's almost everybody's expectation every year, you know, 
but I don't want the backlash to discourage Sony from doing this moving forward because I think it was well done. I like how it just got to the point, you know? Yeah. It was like, here's this, here's this, here's this. And uh, I think it's a, it's a good way to go. I mean, I'm a little sad. And, and this is by, I think them doing this state of play is by no means them saying we're done with doing live conferences because I still think there is a lot of value in doing that if they're done correctly. Like, just think about, you know, Sony's PS4 reveal, that 2013 E3 show, um, you know, when they went on about, um, you know, it's not always online and you can trade your games and uh, their 2016 conference when they just announced so much shit. Like mm-hmm. the, the fact that that was live and that was real, like I think that can really help you a lot of times and really uh, hammer things home more than a video like this can. But I think with things like this, I think this is a good good way to go as well. I think do both, you know. You know, when you, when you have big things to say, sure, have a live conference at E3 or something. Mm-hmm. But but otherwise, why not? Yeah, I, well done I yeah, I'm curious to see how often these will happen. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Like, do we get them? You know, it seems like Nintendo Directs might happen every quarter almost. Do we get them in that way? I don't know. All right. Well, Tyler, it seems like the hype is is coming to a peak. Oh, man. For Borderlands. Yeah. Randy Pitchford buddy. trying to hide his favorite magic trick behind Borderlands. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's what this is about. This is about getting getting people to stop talking about his magic <laughs> tricks and and the ones that he likes. Yeah. Maybe that's what they'll... Maybe, what if, you know, because they're teasing some no, packs no. tomorrow and they're live streaming it. What if he just does magic tricks? Oh. It's just an hour of Randy Pitchford doing magic tricks and him talking about how amazed he was about those women. God. In that porn that he watched. Okay, let's just talk about Borderlands. Uh, so uh, there was a teaser. Um, Mayhem is coming. <laughs> yep. Uh, I watched this teaser earlier today. Uh, they are having a thing at PAX tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. I will not make it to Boston in time for that. Uh, so, yeah. It, I think we mentioned I didn't put it in the news last week I don't think uh, but there was a listing for uh, the Borderlands Game of the Year edition to PlayStation 4 the original game mm-hmm. Borderlands so I, that makes sense that could be that could be out like fucking that could be out tomorrow who knows who, who knows <laughs> um, it's already out on PC like the, the the Game of the Year edition is already on PC so like yeah just I don't know it yeah, yeah. That that's a thing. Uh, but this definitely seems like they have more than that to say about Borderlands. I think it's absolutely three. I mean, this teaser was—it's a teaser, but it seemed pretty epic. It seemed like uh, potentially a lot of the character classes were kind of shown in this teaser because mm-hmm. it's kind of going through a bunch of different things. But when it pulls out and the whole thing's one giant mask, that was epic. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. It's creative. I, yeah, I'm excited. 
for whatever this is going to be. But Tyler, let's look ahead at E3 yeah. because there's some more excitement. Yes. Uh, CD Projekt Red has come out and said, damn it, I, can't, I don't have a rhyme to finish that off with. <laughs> um, E3 2019 will be the most important E3 in their company's history. Wow. Which definitely means we're probably going to get a Cyberpunk 2077 release date. I I heard rumors that they have to release the game this year due to Polish law. There's something wrapped up in this. I would. I guess pretty blown away. Potentially with the way they like. I I don't know how labor laws are like over there in Poland or what 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 the exact thing is about this, but. I think Cyberpunk's coming this year. Whoa. Whoa. You you want to bet on that? Yeah. What yeah. You want to bet? What? I don't know. You're the one that said, oh, man. Mm, okay. You offered the bet first. And now I have to come up with the terms. Um, shit. What's a nice place to eat around here? Mm, I don't know. There's, there's a bunch of good places. Damn. Um, shit. We'll, we'll have to figure that out. Okay. Maybe, maybe we'll announce what that bet is next week All on right. the show. Um, yeah, I, I think it's coming out this year. Wow. I do not. I think it's a 2020 I, game. I think it's... Oh, man. But I do think we get a window, a date, whatever. At E3, if they're saying it's the most important, they got to announce something. Now... It's apparently come out that they bought additional office space and are looking to hire like 300 more people, which is cool. Hopefully, um, it doesn't mean five years down the road they're laying off those 300 people, but... <laughs> no, it's a team for Cyberpunk 2078. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, are they announcing another game? There was also rumors that they have two... There's two games in the work, or, yeah, in the works, um, that are supposed to be out before 2021. Uh, so is there something smaller in the work, something in the Witcher universe? Who the fuck knows? Um, but man, when you really, when you say that this E3 is the most important in their history, hype's really blowing through the roof already. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the hype for Cyberpunk 2077 is already fucking huge. So man, you're really setting, setting themselves up. But you know, if there's a company recently that has shown that they can knock things out of the park, it's, it's um, CD. Project Red. Yeah. What I what I like here, and it's so like it's such a different way to go than I feel the entire industry is going. Um, it says here in the Game Four article we're reading, it's likely that the studio will announce Cyberpunk 2077's release date, considering the studio told investors that E3 is the best venue for that kind of announcement for a release date and getting hype and everything like interesting because I feel there's so many other publishers and developers in the industry that are going the other way that they don't want to announce things at E3 um, because there's too much going on or you know whatever um, or they can be more direct with or maybe they consumer. see they see a vacuum during E3 now with yeah. so many people out of it. Yeah, and, and if they're talking specifically about cyberpunk and, and this sort of thing, then I think this is a great opportunity to do that. Mm. I'm excited, dude. Yeah. 
this is I think behind if you're talking just every game that we know about that has been announced, I think behind The Last of Us Part Two and probably Doom Eternal is where this game sits for me. Okay. It's really looking forward to those two. But Yeah, this yeah, I'm Yeah, I I'll wait till E3. We'll see. I can't wait. You know what? Yeah. Fuck it. It's like a couple months away from E3 already. <laughs> no. Ubisoft's going to be there. Confirmed. Ubisoft. Yeah. June 10th, their normal Ubisoft thing. Yep. Uh, we'll see Just Dance. Maybe Splinter Cell. Beyond Good and Evil 2. Of course. Yeah, it'll be interesting what they have because no Assassin's Creed. Maybe they'll show new stuff for The Division. Or, depending if it's out by then, maybe this Assassin's Creed DLC, The Fate of Atlantis, is supposed to be a pretty big expansion for the game. I don't know. We'll get a new Rabbids game. Yeah, I can see that. That'd be a good announcement. New Watch Dogs, I think, is definitely going to happen. We've already gone down this Ubisoft. Yeah, and, and I'm sure once E3 gets a little bit closer, we'll make some more refined predictions. But there's definitely some stuff that they're going to have that... I'm looking forward to the one thing I'll say that I want them to have, but I just don't think they will is a new Rayman game. Mm. Give me a new Rayman game. Legends was so fucking good. And it's been five years now since we've gotten a brand new one. So yeah. Oh, maybe, uh, Oh, what if they have another child of light? Yeah. I mean, there, it was rumored that they're doing child light too. Yeah. Maybe that that's or whatever. Mm. So, yeah. All right. See that? Well, everybody, uh, if you haven't, go scoop up March's free PlayStation Plus games if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber because new games are coming next week on the PlayStation 4. Uh, did they say they're not doing PS3 also? Yeah. No okay, PS3 games cool. anymore. All right. I knew Vita was going away, but yes. I didn't realize... Okay, so we've got two games here. Conan Exiles and The Surge. Of course, Conan Exiles being a survival-type game. The Surge being somewhat Souls-like. Yeah. From the developer of Lords of the Fallen, if you remember that game. Hmm. I think they're making a sequel to The Surge, I believe. Yes, they are. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's Souls-like, but you're in, like, a mech sort of thing uh it's more of an exosuit it's not yeah, really a yeah mech. that's a good way to put it yeah um because if it was if it was mech souls then yeah, i'd be, be much more <laughs> yeah i think that we know a, a lot of people who would be in into that we know some key people that would be yeah. into that oh jesus christ this week's list is insane you heard it first from wow. Tyler. We've got a lot of games coming out this week on PlayStation. <laughs> Last week it was short, but now they're all here. Everybody's got to get out before the end of the fiscal year. Yeah, Tyler. That right? Tell us about these rushed video games. Angry Birds VR, Isle of Pigs, PSVR. Join Red, Chuck, Bomb, and Blue to save the stolen eggs in Angry Birds VR, 
Isle of Pigs, an immersive VR adventure. Discover the remote island where the greedy green pigs take their vacation in 50 fun plus levels with more to come. Mm. Angry Birds, still a franchise. Assassin's Creed 3 is getting remastered. I'm not going to read that description because it's yeah. Assassin's Creed 3 on your PlayStation 4. Yeah. If you bought the Odyssey Season Pass, it's free. Oh, yeah. It's I probably idea. have it because I bought the Deluxe Edition yep. when I bought Assassin's Creed Odyssey on sale. But the game after that is Blockapix Deluxe on PlayStation 4 and Vita Cross by Digitally. Blockapix is a block-filling logic puzzle where every grid has a picture hidden inside. Reveal the picture by dividing the grid into smaller rectangular blocks to create a colorful mosaic. If you like Picross games, you'll love Blockapix. Next up is Cave Digger, Riches on PlayStation VR. Cave Digger is a virtual reality mining game set in an alternative Western universe. Jump into the elevator that will take you deep down into the mine. Explore the rich veins that are just waiting for the honest hard workers to whack their pickaxes at. Hmm. I would prefer a Grave Digger VR game where you're just a monster truck. Oh, dude, that would be <laughs> fucking sweet. Ah, uh, next is another VR game, Counter Fight. Enjoy the thrills of running your own ramen shop. Counter Fight is, an, is a fast-paced VR game where you cook and serve a variety of dishes to eccentric, hungry customers. This next one looks lit. Dracula's Legacy on PlayStation 4. Haunted by frightening dreams about her forgotten past, Isabella Isabella and her fiancé travel to an old ghost town. The only clue to her origins that she has been able to dredge from her lost memories. Mm. Unlike this list of video games, the title of the next one is The End is Nigh. Yeah. Follow Ash, one of the few things that have survived the end of the world. Feel as stress levels rise as you throw him into an endless swarm of decaying mutant creatures and aid his final epic quest to simply make a friend. Oh. Next up is Generation Zero, uh, PS4 digital and retail. A once peaceful rural setting transformed overnight. The local population has disappeared, and machines of unknown origin roam the streets. Explore this vast open world to unravel the mystery. Perfect for your fighting strategies and strike back. Uh, Not getting great reviews from what I've seen. Yeah, I, I heard the population disappeared, but the bugs didn't. Yeah. Next is Gods Remastered. I don't know what this game is. It's it's on PlayStation 4 digitally. Join the nameless, nameless warrior on a dangerous journey through four worlds to defeat the great guardians who have stolen the homes of the gods. As a reward, you will receive immortality and a place in the eternal hall of fame. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Next up is Inferno Climber Reborn. Uh, long ago, there were five purgatory stones that brought order to the world. However... The power of the stones was spread too thin, and weak-minded individuals rose to dominate the world. Defeat powerful bosses to collect all five purgatory stones in hell. 
Oh, buddy, this list is so long. We have Legendary 11 on PlayStation 4. Legendary 11 is an epic arcade football game inspired by the golden age of football, spanning the 70s to the 90s. Choose from 36 teams full of glorious haircuts, mustaches, and legends in short shorts. Lead them to glory and win the World Cup. Jesus. Uh, next up is the Legends, the Legend of Heroes: Trials of Cold. That's Steel. Trails, not tra- Trails. Yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, on PS4 Digital. Trials is a different thing. Yeah. The definitive JRPG experience makes its way to PS4 for the first time, as Reen Schwarzer follow the activities of Thor's military academy, specialized class seven. With added features not found in any previous console releases. Great. This games were on PS3. I they got good reviews when it came out, so I don't know. Huh. Alright. It's been a while. Oh, next is Metagal. Yeah. <laughs> on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita. It looks like something else. I'll let you uh, make the distinction yourself out there. Metagal is a classic jump and shoot style platformer with 16-bit graphics, 8 levels to complete, and unlockable new characters to play with. Each come with their own powers and upgrades. Okay. Yeah. Looks like a very iconic video game franchise. Hmm. Uh, Next up, that being Mega Man. Next up is MLB The Show 19. Play America's Pastime your way with new game modes, expanded team building and player customization, and an an extensive personalized RPG experience. Create your own player or play against others as baseball's greatest stars and legends. Mm -hmm. Franchise trucking along for... Yeah, I mean, if you're on any other platform, your options are RBI Baseball. Yeah. Which I'm not going to say too much about that game. It does not look great. No. Uh, And it hasn't for a while. Uh, Nelk and the Legendary Alchemists is the next game on PlayStation 4. Looks anime as fuck in this art. In a... An atelier town built together with legendary alchemists. This title represents a new milestone in the evolution of the series, marking their 20th anniversary, combining town management, simulation, and RPG genres. I feel like we're like halfway through this list. Next up is Outward, PS4 Digital and Retail. Outward is an open-world RPG where cold of the night or infected wound can be as dangerous as a predator lurking in the dark. Explore vast, explore the vast world of Arai, and whatever, and whatever you do, don't forget your backpack. Mm. <laughs> All right. All right. Next is Path of Exile on PlayStation Four digitally. Earn devastating skills and valuable items as you fight your way through the dark continent of Rayclast. With unrivaled character customization, Path of Exile is an online action RPG created by hardcore gamers for hardcore gamers. Alrighty. Next up is Farlap. Horse Racing Challenge on PS4. Um, Far spelled P-H-A-R. Experience the thrill and thunder of racing with a pride and prestige of building your own stable of champions. Cinematic graphics showcase realistic horses and capture the action of the race with motion-captured animations. 
They, they mo-capped a horse. <laughs> Realistic horses. All right. Oh, boy. I'm really interested in this one. The oh Princess boy. Guide on PlayStation 4 for digital and retail customers. Become an instructor and guide for princesses on the path to becoming great leaders. Guide your princess with the with praise or scold to make them stronger, happier, and ultimately a worthy, le- worthy heir to their throne. Okay. Uh, next up is Sun. PS4. Sun is an epic psychological horror game set in modern day. Robert Alderson Alderson uh, is searching for his son, Jay, who went missing deep in the Pennsylvania forest. A parent, a parent's love for their child is deep, but does a parent's love for their child conquer fear? I don't know. There's some creepy fucking woods here in Pennsylvania. They really are. Uh, Seven Enhanced Edition. It's also on PlayStation 4 this week. 7 Enhanced Edition is an open-world isometric stealth and action role-playing game in which you play as Teriel, a master thief sent on a mission that will shake the foundations of the Vetral Empire. Fuck. Okay. Uh, Serial M3 on PS4. Serial M3 is the deepest monster-catching RPG in existence. That's saying something. Collect over, collect and breed over 700 different creatures for you to fight. Explore randomly generated dungeons with 15 unique tile sets. New features are introduced well beyond the 100-hour mark. <laughs> Jesus. You'll never run out of things to do. Because I, that's all I want to do is collect monsters. I'm just going to say Jesus. here they're lying. Uh, over 700 different creatures. Guess guess how many Pokemon there are. There's probably like 800 or something, right? There's 812. Yeah, in your face. Liars. In your face. We've got a VR game coming up next called Sky World. Put the power of an army at your fingertips. Conquer all the worlds and wage war against friends online. Put the power of full army of a full army, even dragons at your fingertips in Skyworld, the award-winning VR war game from the creators of Arizona Sunshine. Okay. Arizona Sunshine is a game that's shown up on the top 10 PSVR games pretty consistently. So, uh, Next up is Space Junkies on PlayStation VR. Face off in extreme battles, immersing yourself in visceral, jetpack-fueled VR arcade shooter. Uh, in... Yeah, immersing yourself in this visceral jetpack field arcade shooter. Sorry. Danger is everywhere as you fly through their arenas. So stay sharp as you dodge and weave through the VR battles. Staying with VR here, we have Tale of the Fragmented Star single fragment version. A lone girl stands abandoned on a broken star. There exists a point on the star that intersects with another world. By standing on this convergence point and wearing the other world viewing device, VR unit, you can communicate with the girl and solve puzzles to help her leave. There's a lot of VR games out this week. It's cool to see that. Uh, next up is War Theater, which I believe we yeah, talked we've about talked about week. the PlayStation 4 version, I believe. Yeah, so it, yeah, because I remember. So this is the Vita version that they're talking about here. I remember reading this last week because it only said PS4, but it was crossed by, but it didn't list yes. Vita. And we were like, what the hell? Uh, so moving on, Warhammer 40,000 Space Wolf on PS4. 
Warhammer 40,000 Space Wolf is a turn-based tactical strategy. What? Okay. In which you have to take command of the Space Wolves and join the battle against the wicked servants of chaos and the sinister Necrons. Hmm. All right. War Party is the next video game. On PlayStation 4 digitally, War Party is a real-time strategy game set in the Stone Age era. You will build your base, recruit, and, re- and control a group of soldiers, fight, and tame fierce dinosaurs. Dinosaurs in the Stone Age? Nah. <laughs> and direct the flow of combat. Proper management of resources, skills, and map awareness will lead you to victory. Okay. Next up is Where the Bees Make Honey. Probably not on planet Earth for too much longer. Yeah. But maybe in bed, if you know what I mean. Oh, the birds <laughs> and the bees. Where the bees make honey tells a story about reflecting on different moments from a childhood, which are played in experience from an adult perspective. At its core, Where the Bees Make Honey is a puzzle adventure game, but gameplay variations filtered throughout. Mm-hmm. Finally, the last game out this week is Xenon Racer on PlayStation 4, digital and retail. It's the year 2030, the era of flying vehicles. A one-off championship for wheel-based vehicles has been organized with cutting-edge electric cars boosted by Xenon gas. Drift through cities like Tokyo and Dubai as fast as you can and claim eternal glory. I don't think we'll have flying vehicles in 11 years. That's just not a thing. I don't, I don't see that happening. Hmm. 29 games. Fucking shit. Wowie. There's a lot of stuff out on PlayStation this week. Yeah. I think the big one's probably Path of Exile. Yeah, that and MLB the show for people who enjoy yep. the baseball game. Yep. Probably The Legend of uh, Cold Steel if you were into JRPGs. Um. Yeah. You can listen to the soundtrack of Us, which was very good. Yeah. One of the best parts of the movie. Yeah, there's... Yep. Yeah. Things on the PlayStation Store you can go buy now. Yes. Tyler, I need to go pack for packs. Yeah. I still haven't packed. I'll so are you looking to attend more panels or trying to play games but uh so i did put my phone uh the panels that i want to go to there's a panel that i want to go to that's thursday night the uh actually if we make it there on schedule there are actually two panels the what's good games panel and the uh improvised post-mortem panel Mm. uh that's Thursday. Uh, Friday, um, shit, I, f- I forget what... There's a, there's a couple on Friday that I'm going to. It's Giant Bombs is on Friday, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what else. I, I know there's another one. Gamer Crimes? I remember reading one called Gamer Crimes and Dave Lang is on it, so I'm going to go to that. All right. Uh, and then Saturday, there's the Waypoint... Pl- panel um and there's a gritty as a socialist how it's a it's another panel about uh unions in the game industry and how to work towards it uh and then sunday of course there is league of heels Mm. johnny cashanova 
Dr. Tracksuit <laughs> headlining for the title. That's going to be interesting. I, I always like that panel because it's just ridiculous, and I don't know why they keep being allowed to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's great. Um, Tyler, anything you doing between now and next week? It's just some Division Two this weekend, some Sekiro, and hanging out. Mm. I probably won't be doing too much gaming this weekend while at PAX. Uh, you're going to be fucking tired. Dude. I am going to be tired. you there all three days. Well, well four, four days if I if we get there in time on Thursday and I can get Damn. in. Um, it's, I mean, when we went in 2016, I, it was exhausting just being there for two days. Yeah. At the actual show floor. Yeah. I mean, hell of a time. It's, it's an experience. And I'll say that if... You have the ability to go to a PAX. I recommend it. Yeah, uh, it's something I want to get back to at some point next few years. But mm-hmm. it's it's good. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, so if you see me there, say hi, or I don't know, tweet at me with a picture of me. Be real. Be a real creeper. Um, if you need to contact us for the podcast. Uh, questions, comments, concerns. You can do that via email at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at PSReportPodcast. Give us ratings, reviews, share us with your friends. It really helps. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids, where we talked about us. Yes. The movie. Yes. <laughs> Not This Is Us, the TV show. Us. The movie. Yes. Uh, did we also do, we did one of those weekly breakdowns that seems to be we not weekly, but we, no. we do sometimes. Uh, there's also that where we talked a little bit about Google Stadia. Um, yep. But yeah, that's going to do it for us this week. We'll see you again next week, probably the normal time, I think. Uh, yeah, seems like it'll be on schedule for next week. Until then, be good to each other, play your video games, and go to PAX.